Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joined with Vic and Jasmine. And we have a special, special, special guest in the building. Um, <laughs> you guys will be very happy. I know you. it's come up with <laughs> section. Uh, so, what can I speak? It's been suggested that we get this person on. We said mm. we're working on it. We're working on it. And we worked on it. And here she is. So do you want to just introduce yourself to the people then? Thank you so much for having me. I don't know how, how do I introduce myself? Uh, my name is Tony Tone. I'm a Ooh. writer, content creator, and currently on the show High Life on Channel Ooh. 4. Everybody makes up. It's Tony. <laughs> um, if you don't know Tony, I'm sure you have. You've seen her tweets. Mm-hmm. You have seen her tweets. You've read her work. You've seen her on Channel 4. <laughs> but I remember a time ago when used to like I don't think you were doing it you're writing threads as a as if you knew it was going to be the outcome like mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. you knew that it was going to be written work or even articles or nothing but you was writing really, really and you still do really really insightful threads on relationships and love and friendship thank you and I remember it used to trigger people and be like I hope you don't mind me saying but some people are like why is that girl always writing threads or what I got <laughs> yeah. I said so somebody can't write now. <laughs> I mean, somebody can't write again. Oh my God. Yeah. When I first started, I used to get a lot of um, negative comments mm. and a lot of people trolling me about writing too much. And in a way, like uh, when I, when I look back, it's kind of funny because it was never really about the content of mm. said writing. It was just the fact I write a lot. Wow. But then the irony is, look at me now. Look, <laughs> look I'm sorry. Now. That's the irony. What's the, what's, paper? what's the publisher that you're, you're writing your book with? HarperCollins. It's not smutting. <laughs> No, it's actually not. Like, is it the ple- is it the is it fourth estate as well? Yeah, yeah. Fourth no, estate. no, guys. Chimamanda. Chimmers. <laughs> no, it's not. Slay in your lane. You didn't no, call it Chimmers. Same as, yeah, same as yeah. Guys, it's not a small thing. Yeah, same as little black book. Yeah, same as the table. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. But I like looking back. One thing that I made sure I did during that entire like pro- naysayer process, and everyone has that naysayer mm. uh, hurdle, was just like not letting it get to me. Because there were times where I, I won't lie, I I wanted to stop writing because people were just mm. like she writes so much. Oh my god, it's frank. She's so like emotional. Why is she always writing? But I would just like rather than internalize that, I had to remind myself that you know what? Okay, cool. Mm. You, you write a lot, and so what? Yeah, but who are you that's exactly. and who are you helping? Like. Like you're helping more people mm. than hurting people. But but do you know what I think it is? I think it's particularly men mm. don't like when women help other women yeah. grow forward. Have you seen these memes where it's like women don't they don't even call us to have makeup sex anymore. They just get off the get over the breakup. <laughs> they're they're evolving. Yeah, we're we're really like we're really like like even when a lonely does her friends, people are like, what women cheat or Wow, women have power the, now. The way that recent one scattered oh, men was gosh. incredible. It was incredible. Mm. And I'm just like, look at the power of Aloni. Like, seriously, mm. that woman is a powerhouse. Yeah, I love, love to her. See She's it. amazing at what she does. She mm. scattered men internationally. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Good. But yeah, how are you feeling about the book launch? How are you feeling about it all? I'm super excited. I can't wait for the book to be out because um, I can't wait for people to read it mm-hmm. and and hear what they have mm. to think about it. And so much has been like leading up to this point. And I think that the book has enabled me to share my writing, but in um, a deeper way. Mm. Um, because obviously like Twitter is quite limiting. What yeah. is it? 200 and something characters. There's only yeah. so much you can say. Mm. And now like I've been given the chance to share what I've kind of shared already, but on a deeper level. And I mm. think in a more helpful way, um, because I try my best to help people through my tweets, but with, yeah, 
2,000 words versus 25,000. Mm. There's a big difference. And also you should be paid for your work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Facts, facts. Yeah. When I, when I read the book, honestly, I messaged Jazz and yeah, I was like, it's going to be a bestseller. Like, I think, think, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those staples where your friend goes through a breakup or, in fact, I don't think you need to listen, you need to read it if you're single. You can be in a relationship and read it. I think it's very enriching and the oh way it's written God. is very beautiful. Thank you Also, so it, it really screams that you love love. But also, also, also in a way that it's like, were you when you were little? Was you kind of like, did you love Disney and stuff like that? Um, you know what? The irony is not really, and mm. I also hate rom coms. And people say, no way, really? yeah. I'm the same. I hate rom coms. But don't I tell love me love. you like. Don't tell me you like screamos and love, and I hate rom coms. I love. Crime HD. Oh, anything to do thrillers, yes. homicides, yes. yes. scariness. Yes. And I also <laughs> love fantasy, so like Game of Me Thrones and, and things. Oh, really These people are, are connecting. Like oh yeah, my gosh. Well. So, so the irony is that <laughs> as a child, I was never this like love, love child. And the funny thing is, if you ask my mother, she would joke about the fact that as a little girl, I would swear, I I never want to get married. Wow. I would never want a husband. <laughs> I, uh, yuck, who would yeah. ever want to get married? Up until I was like, 15, 16, when I started liking boys and then mm. I got my first boyfriend, up until then, I swore that I was like anti-marriage. I wow. never wanted to be married. And I was that I was that young girl that never imagined her wedding. Mm. And even now as an adult, like the, the thought of having a companion and life partner, like I've warmed to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could mm. do this, uh, providing I, I meet the right person. But I've never sat and been like, I want my wedding to be like X, Y, Z. But I, yeah, but I just love the connection, mm-hmm. I think, the connection to another human being mm-hmm. on a different level. Mm-hmm. So, did you know, like, straight away that you wanted to write a book about, um, like, relationships, love, and you knew? Did you knew that straight away? Yeah. What was well, not straight away, but I, when I started writing on Twitter, and I started to like gauge that my writing is always the best when mm. I was writing about love. Yeah. Mm. And it was always the best because I was actually passionate about what I was writing about. Mm. And I also realized that in this world, the one thing that ties all of us together is this want to be loved mm. or our love to other people. And when I kind of deduced that, I was like, okay, I really want to write about love. But then I was going through this imposter syndrome phase because I remember like um, at the time I was uh, with an ex of mine, I went to his family home and I was telling his sister like, oh yeah, I really want to write this book. I'm working on it, but I don't think I'm going to release it for like many years. And she was like, why? I said, "Um," because it's about like love and relationships. And And I think based on how I received negative feedback at the beginning of like my Twitter journey, Mm. I was like, oh, people won't take me seriously because I'm not married. Mm. And people say, why is she writing about relationships? Okay, she's, yeah. she's not like, um, she's not married. She's not, mm. um, she, she's not with child and yeah. living this like um, societally correct relationship in her 30s that they're just going to dismiss it. So I was like, okay, forget about it. And then um, I got offered the book deal. And I was like, ah, come on, see God telling me. <laughs> I was like, come on, see God telling me you better just pattern up you know? and just yeah. go and share your book now and just write and just take yourself I'm seriously. Dead. So when that happened, um, it was a, a woman by the name of Nancy Adamora, Nigerian mm-hmm. woman who works at HarperCollins, amazing. She'd seen my writing and she believed in me and she was like, you need to put out this book. I said, mm-hmm. ah, okay, let me do it. So um, I, I knew that love was going to be the thing once I started writing on Twitter and I realized, okay, I, I do love love, mm. but I hadn't always known. In fact, if, if you ask like the young me, 
be putting out a book. Mm. Yeah, right. And mm. I hated English in school. Mm. I did not like it. So it's just funny how the world works. Yeah. yeah. There's, I don't know, I don't even know if we're allowed to say titles or anything of the book. But there was one particular, I'll, I'll probably go back to your publisher and ask if I'm allowed to even say this. But there was one caption or, and it was like, oh, let me see. If, okay, I'm just going to do one because I don't want to start. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I give you consent. <laughs> <laughs> Missing someone who wasn't good for you doesn't make you weak. And then you go on to saying how some people um, go and beware of exes who want to stroke their ego. So going back to some people is just for an ego boost for them. Mm. When I tell you, I've never, I've never, who, where am I hearing that kind of information from? <laughs> It is a good book, guys. Go check it out. Oh, and that means a there's lot a lot of things you can apply to friendships. It's not just yeah, about like yeah. um, uh, intimacy, relationships. Yeah. Oh my God. What I love was how you talked about being an older sibling. Saying too much. I hope the publisher doesn't <laughs> mind. But we'll have a conversation about like having to be perfect. Mm. And like, honestly, I feel that so deeply. Like having to have, every, I, I felt like there's a lot of things I've not done in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I've never smoked a cigarette. Because uh, I feel like too. I, I feel like I always have to be a role model. Yeah. Mm. But also I don't have a I don't have a um what's the word I'm looking for? A motivation to smoke a cigarette. Like you know you know when you get drunk you're like yeah but if, if people are like oh if you smoke a cigarette it might make you horny or my but I'm gonna sign me up baby. <laughs> but the 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 pros aren't looking too nice. Anyways, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the perfection thing I feel that a lot. I feel like I always have to go up my way. But like talk to us about that because that must have been. Hard, not even having to someone to go to about love or anything like that. You have to figure it by yourself. Yeah, it was. It's tough. It's it, it's tough because you, you. I guess being the first child, um, or even in some African families, the, the first daughter, because mm. sometimes it's, it will go and skip the first child now because <laughs> the first child is male. But um, the way you engage with parents, and I think like in psychology, they do say the first child is generally the people pleaser child because. Mm. Every you you you're the, you're your parents' uh, first baby, so everything's like a big deal. Like oh, first steps. Oh my god, they they want to clap for everything and award everything, and everything's amazing. And so what happens then is that you see your relationship with the family is like almost not performance based, but like oh yeah, like I need to do well, and yeah. they show me they love me by appreciating mm. the fact that I do well. And my family like show me they love me whether I'm having a good day or bad day. But I did a lot of internalizing this belief that I had to be this like talented, strong, put together, stable Mm. person for my family Mm. all the time. And with having younger siblings, um, that's magnified because there's almost like this maternal relationship where you want to take care of them Mm. and you want to be there for them. And as a result, you do not want them to see you when you are having bad days, mm. when you are feeling sad, when you are struggling, because you think I need to be strong for them. So when they're struggling, they can come mm, to me definitely. and I need to appear like I can handle everything. And I think it's almost like this, uh, a vicious cycle because you end up being highly reliable and always doing the best you can do and giving 110%. And as a result, people then see you as the reliable one. Then people come to you all the time. And then because you're reliable, you take on more. And then mm. it's like just this circle, circle of, of round and going round and round mm. uh, of like giving to other people. Um, and it's funny you should mention the, the perfectionist thing, because even when I finished writing the book, I um, sent it to uh, Julia Danuga because she mm. gave me a quote for, for the book. Um, like the back cover. Mm. And she mentioned that um, 
she mentioned that she picked up on the same thing that you mm-hmm. picked up on um, in regards to me and obviously like the, the and what she knows about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something that I grapple with all the time. And I feel like I have to put my best mm-hmm. face forward. Um, and then when it's, I'm sure you know, Vic, like when you're going through a tough time, you just handle that. Mm. You just got to handle it. And because you think if I crumble now, who's going to, me, I'm the one that saves everyone. Who's going to save me? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) But do you feel like now, because you, is your sister the youngest? She's the youngest. So like everyone's like adults now. Do you feel like you can kind of confide in your siblings if you're going through something hard? Do you have to put a brave face on? You can, but that, it never ends. It's like a mother, right? Mm. I, I do not have children. But one thing I know, even when I'm 50, as long as my mom is still walking this earth, I'm her baby. Yeah. And she'll always have this, <laughs> yeah. like, I need to take care of mm. her. Yeah. Um, and with my siblings, it's nuts because my brother is a married man. Mm. He is a married <laughs> man. But to me, that's my baby bro. Yeah. I don't care. Good day, 10 years, 20 years, you can pop out three babies. I don't yeah. care. You're still my little brother. Yeah. And um, so a part of me, it, it, it's become easier because it's like, okay, I see mm. you guys, you're handling your stuff. Like I can, st- mm. I can step back a little bit. But at the same time, we have built this relationship that when things aren't going well, I am the first person they call. Okay. Before yeah. they I was going to ask mom, that actually. Before they call yeah. my dad, yeah. they will call me. Mm. If Tommy, Tara need anything, call Tony. Mm. And so like that, that is never going to change. But in a way, as much as like, don't get me wrong, I've had my breakdowns at home. But, oh, no mm. one appreciates me. I do yeah. so much. Everyone just, no one cares. It's so <laughs> tough for me. But um, if I had to change it, I wouldn't because I felt like... Um, when it comes to ah, when it comes to this order, God doesn't make mistakes, mm. and I felt like my personality and and me being the way I am, arguably it could be a result of me being the eldest, obviously. Mm. But I think it suits me being the eldest, mm. and I love the fact that I know that my siblings always have somebody, mm. and even like that person is me, yes, but I know that they always have somebody, and even when I should. And they, they laugh at me because they're like, Tony, you do this to yourself, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean? They say, how oh, you complain that you always do too much. No one appreciates you. And you're always going to yeah, position yourself to be like, oh, let me help you. Let me do this. Let me yeah. do that. And I'm like, no. And then I had to take a step back and be like, oh, low key. And Tara's like, you always say no one helps you. But whenever you have an issue, you never, te- you never really tell anyone. Yeah. You just deal with it yourself. Mm. And my best friend, bless her, she's always like, Tony, sometimes I worry that this is a one-way relationship. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm always calling you for help. Mm. And you never call me for help. And I'm like, oh. Is it that I don't need or is it I just deal with it? And I just yeah, feel like I deal yeah. with it because I've had to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is that is always But is it because funny. because I'm assuming you're the strong friend then? Yeah. So the, but yeah. so the other day I was thinking, like, yeah. do I even allow people to help me? Uh, and is that a bad thing? Because like I, I was talking to my therapist about it. I was like, I don't even think I even allow my friends to be friends. I had all I, mean, I, I don't. Yes, you do. I try. No, I like it. No, but the thing is, I try. It's like if if a friend asks me, "Oh, like how are you doing?" It's like my automatic response is usually to be like, "I'm fine." Mm. But then I've I've tried to actively say, like, you know what? Actually, this is what I'm going through. Mm. Like I've tried to do that because I realized that before I was very much closed off. Like I was just like, "Oh, I'm okay. Whatever I'm going through, I'll just deal with it, Mm. manage." But it's like I'm not allowing. I'm not even helping myself. I'm not mm. unburdening myself. I'm not even in a bad way, but how can I continue to just hold it and bottle it all inside? Like I need to let this out. And yeah, I need to allow my friends to be friends. Mm. 
It's like if I if I can't tell you, who can mm, I tell? Mm, mm, mm. I love I mean? that step line. Allow your friends to be friends mm. because sometimes we can we can look at that dynamic and just look at it from our perspective. But in a way, it does impact other people mm. because my my like best friend and my even my siblings have said like sometimes they query like what is their role in my mm, life? Yeah. And I think I never want them to feel like disposable. I never want them to feel like they don't add value. Mm. And I had to like assert to the people I love that. Like them just being in my life mm. is the strength I need to just handle mm. what I handle. Mm. So it, on one hand, it's like, do I handle a lot, a lot on my own? Yes. But could I do that if these people did not exist in my life? Mm. Probably not. But it's something I'd also want to unlearn. Because unlearn, I'm thinking like even in relationships, mm. I do not want my partner to mm. feel like she doesn't. I don't want, yeah, need me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't need them yeah. for anything. And not to say like we should need our partners. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we should want them, but I want them to feel like they have a role in my life mm. beyond just being there. Mm. And I, I would never want them to feel like an accessory. So when you say like allowing friends to be friends, I have thought about that yeah. and allowing partners to be partners. Mm. Like I've written so many times about not asking people for help or people offering things and me saying no. I used to be that babe. Wow. Now I'm yeah. trying to unlearn it. They'll mm. be like, oh, I want to. No, 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 I'm fine. Mm. It's cool. No, now I have to force myself. Yeah, so please. Yes, you want exactly. Okay, you want to take me here? Let's yeah. go. Do you know what I'll buy this? I'll Let, no, oh, yeah, come and buy it for me, please. I'll you. Oh, my days. I'll say this to my friend the other day. I don't, I'm not using my boyfriend's wallet enough. Uh-huh. I'm being too nice. <laughs> You're being oh, too nice. No. <laughs> I need to use your wallet. This is another source of income. And does he offer and you say no? He does. And I say no. <sighs> and he's, he's even said this to me. He's like, oh, I did offer. And you said, I'm full. I need to start saying <laughs> it's a yes from now. Hyper independent. It's a it's a yes from now. We have to say yes. Okay, so everyone keeps talking about ick. I realized what so I know a few weeks, a few episodes ago, we were talking about biscuit being an ick. No, mm-hmm. guys, I found my real ick. It's not eating biscuits. The real ick is <laughs> you know, a guy, a boyfriend that's in our girl's business. Mm. Mm. And when I say this, so for example, me and me and Jazz are gisting. Mm. And Jazz's man says to me, Oh, Vic, um, uh, is your period, where's your period coming? He uh, says something that I've said to you or on the phone. Yeah. Or he says something, no, that's not a good example. Or um, I'm trying to think of why I'm not trying to bait up my life. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is a real life situation. Or um, Vic, how's your man? No, 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 no. I need to find another example, but it's not coming to me. Like a personal um, thing. Like a personal. So you've you've told Jazz, Jazz. Like her personal information, yeah. and he says, "Oh, I heard you went to whatever the other day. Oh, I, I heard you took a pregnancy test the other day. Perfect example. <laughs> well, what, 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 What's what was the, the result of that? Okay, I, I had the, and I said, <laughs> "Why the fuck? This is this is not real, by the way? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's looking at me <laughs> no, with judgment. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It, was, it wasn't with Jazz. It was someone else. And I said, <laughs> And I said, "Why did? I was like, okay, cool. You're gonna tell your man. That's cool." But, but make sure your man has manners. Mm. Key points. Mm. <laughs> your boy, your man needs to pretend. Look, start looking elsewhere when we're talking. <laughs> or, or maybe he might. He can add his two pence, but maybe at the end or quietly or fast. <laughs> because you say fast. Why is your? Because I'll never forget when when my friend's man asked me something about my personal life, and I said, "What if I was so uncomfortable?" I was like, yeah, that's a massive ick. And then another thing is, if me and you are just gisting mm. and we're talking about girl stuff, we're talking about stuff, and my man starts taking up a seat and cross leg, get out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're even adding to the gist. Too 
funny. No, but you're adding to the gist uh, as in like someone's stuff. MCM, you know. No, but you're adding to the gist as in information I've told you. Be like, yeah, because remember when you told me that she's a bit. Oh, God. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, no, we don't like that. <laughs> that is my. Ick. What, what are your icks, Tony? What are my icks? Um, good question. I guess. I don't want to just like give you the obvious ones because mm. obviously like bad hygiene or people mm. are just like blatantly like rude and disrespectful. So let me try and pick like obscure ones. Okay, I don't, this is going to sound so busy. I don't like misuse of words or like just like <laughs> just ruining the English language. Oh, like, you know, when people are just like, oh, let me think of an example of like... With this is a slide drag on the Black Girls Living podcast. No, 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 no. We no, be mis- no. misusing everything. No, no, no. Like this is like this is like a wild misuse. This is not like because I make errors all the time. Sometimes yeah. I remember once I did a talk. It was really important. I meant to say psychologist and I said psychotherapist or something, and it was like a. It turned out to be this big thing because then everyone was like debating about really, and, yeah, and it was people like oh, seriously. it was just literally wow. like I used the wrong word. Yeah. So like naturally people do it, but um, and let me try and think like okay. So you know someone that's been using that's been mixing up words badly. No, just, but just like, just like they. Okay, do you know what happens sometimes? I think sometimes I can't meet people, yeah. mm. and based on my writing, they think that they can't be themselves and they have to sound extremely oh, right. okay. intelligent. And so they'll be like using very long words in the wrong context. So they might be like, Tony. So what if I hypothesize? Yeah, in the middle lines and the that, rhymes. Okay, that gives me the ick. <laughs> It's like you're not even using it properly. You're using it as like a display mm, of like faux intelligence. Yeah. I don't like that. So and then another one is um this. Is, I'm so sorry if any of you are picky eaters, but p- extremely picky eaters. Mm, that gives me the dating mm, ick. Like if I go on a date, it's like oh I can't. Ugh, no. Oh what's that? Oh no. I'm just like bro. Like come on. Are you five? Mm, like you don't want to yeah. touch anything. Like mm, you just want straight like mm. burger and chips. That's what you want. <laughs> anything else on the menu is like. No. Um, and then what else gives me the ick, ick, ick? Oh my god, I I cannot stand men with long fingernails. I don't like it. Yeah, Do you know like I don't it. like as well? Why is it the pinky that's long? Yeah, I don't get. What that. the fuck is wrong with you? I don't. <laughs> is it? I I am. I heard from someone. Isn't that like a drug thing? Oh, okay. Oh, because someone I think told me sometimes. Someone told not all the time. Because mm. sometimes I'm not before someone has long pinky now. Someone can't have long pinky. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> but basically, someone told me that sometimes is it um, the crack to pick up cocaine as powder? Sometimes one finger will be long, so they can pick no, it up with ease. So, so <laughs> I, I know sometimes the people say like pimp finger. I don't know what that is, but mm. then there's sometimes like a, a connotation with like casual oh druggies. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, long fingernail. I I can't stand mm. long fingernails. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else gives me the ick. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Oh, okay. I don't like it when men, when you're like hyper visible or visible mm. on social media, and men are all like, "Oh, do you know?" What? They know who you are. They pretend they don't know you. I don't mm. like that. That gives me the ick. Like, just be honest. Yeah. Or they'll say, "Nah, you know what? I don't like it when I meet a girl and she's just like bare followers." I'm just like, "Why oh. is that?" If I was it, if you didn't know who I was, you would not be saying that mm. to a random yeah, girl. Yeah, you wouldn't. Like, oh, you know. Them and I'm what like, did they expect like, you? Oh, what did they expect God. you to say to that as well? Did what? I even want? Do I, do I even want the, you? Do I right? even want you? You just have to nod and be like, okay, okay, enjoy the rest of your night, okay? Because it's like mm. what? It's, but it's like negging, isn't it? Yeah. They say something negative in yeah. the hopes you're like, oh no, but why? Oh no, I'm so no. Mm. When really it's <clears> like why? That's what I hate. So to summarize, negging. Mm. So in any form, not just with social media, but when yeah. someone is trying to say something 
that is insulting or with some underlying nasty malicious vibe in the hope that like they can gain some kind of like interest from mm-hmm. you or you you like yearn for their validation. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that because it makes you look dumb. It never works mm-hmm. with me because yeah. I've just been like, look at this fool. And then I just walk <laughs> off. Um, but I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. men who like, yeah, the mm-hmm. negging thing and making you feel like bad. Yeah. As like reverse psychology. Yeah. My, my, one of my friends is hyper visible and she's, she finds it hard dating in the industry because men will be like, Oh, you're 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 fine. I'm sure you've heard this bare times before, or I'm sure you got bare guys in your DMs. And it's like, if if you're moving to her, what kind of rubbish is this? Do you know what's yeah. so funny about the DM thing? Mm-hmm. I think when you're hypervisible, it's the opposite. Yeah, because they all they all think the same things. It's mm-hmm. almost like they've defeated themselves before they've even tried. And and mm-hmm. yeah, and also they're they're a bit more shook, I think, because yeah. they they are like, oh, in their mind, they try and rationalize it, and they're like, oh, this person has lots of followers, or this person has a blue tick, or this person has mm-hmm. this. They probably want X, Y, Z, or they probably talk to this person and that person, and they're not even thinking necessarily about you having other DMs, but they're thinking about what comes with having yeah, a relationship yeah. with you before they've even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not a, necessarily a bad thing because it filters out mm-hmm. who's confident enough to be with a woman exactly. who is in in that kind mm-hmm. of industry. And um, but I'm curious, what are your ics? I'm curious. Yeah, what's yours, Jazz? Mine is literally, it was the the men that are a bit too, you know, mm. in a women's business. When I remembered that that was my ick, I'm telling you guys, that is the worst thing. I even have to talk to my boyfriend, I'd be like, I have to really say, are you in a women's business like that? <laughs> like, I have to really think, well, I was like, no, he's really good. Like, even if I tell yeah. him stuff, he'll look around and pretend that he doesn't know what the hell <laughs> we're talking about. Good. Because why are you taking up a chair? This guy pulled up, I'll never forget this. He pulled up, I said, no. No way. Up, to speak about your business. This man pulled up a chair, I said, because there wasn't yeah. chairs available. What's no. going on? He did a whole Wendy Williams, a whole Oprah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking to myself, is this guy gonna not going gonna go and find the games to go and play or what? Like <laughs> And do you know what? People like that kind of scare me, like men or women, because mm. if the information has nothing to do with you, the fact you want to know so badly makes yeah, you think you go so and gossip invested? now. Yeah. The, the information won't stay with you yeah. because if oh, you're that yeah. invested in other people's business, mm. why? Why? But do you know what it is? I think it's because some some couples see themselves and it's like one. One. <laughs> I, that, I get it. I get it. But also no. No. Also no. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's about manners. Mm. There might be a time where you might be like, oh, my friend's going through this. You might not give the full details, but you might just say, oh, mm. you know, it's that. But you also need to trust that your partner is not then going yeah, to be like. Even do you know what I would even be concerned about? Even if like the following week you're going to be like, oh, so did your friend get that sorted out? I'm going to be like, why are you? <laughs> what? Why are you investing? Why, yeah, yeah, why are you invested now? Mm. I'll be like, oh, that's a bit that that makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But um, sorry, my ex, I think okay, I'm going to sound so shallow, but. If they're wearing trainers that are all one color, but they're bright, mm-hmm. like if they have all red trainers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> that's very specific. But you know what? I I get well, with that. I get with that. Because if I like was meeting a guy on a date and he had like bright neon trainers, I'd be like, oh, okay, mm, that's what we doing. Yeah. All right. Or like white jeans. Or okay. somebody can't wear white jeans. You know what? Mm. No, I feel like women right. white jeans. Mm. Yeah, but men they could be hit or miss. Yeah, sometimes you have to be a good mainly, dresser to make it work. Mainly, the Congolese men are pulling it off. The Congolese on because we're doing the thing. No one's agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's like scratching her head. Like, okay. so, so when it's an all white party, what's your man wearing? It's all white party. You're blending. Yeah, all, yeah, because everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it there. But if 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 you're like going on a date and you've come on this date with white jeans. 
<laughs> it's quite risky. I'm not going to last very. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're eating. That is, that mm. is very risky. That's risky. And I think a final one. Oh, it's so shallow. But if I see, like, when I see men on treadmills in the gym, mm-hmm. I'm oh sorry. Jasmine. I'm sorry. I know. Somebody can't be healthy anymore. I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. No, but I, I like the ownership of that though. Because it's like, I, I do not like this, but I also know this is somewhat irrational. Yeah. And I will take What's wrong with yeah. it? I don't know. I just don't like seeing it. And <laughs> equally, when I'm on the elliptical as well, and there's a man next to me on it, it just, I'm, you know I just don't so like funny, it. Though, the ones that are doing the cardio, they have the best abs though. Mm. They, they do. do. Because, they do. Uh, uh, the body fat index is low. But I just don't want to see you working out. I think. <laughs> I'm very I shocked. don't want to so, see you working. I just want to see the end result. Yeah, I'm too, sorry. Too, too sorry. Did you guys funny. see on the news? Uh, what's the woman from the real uh, young Jeezy's uh, Jenny Jenny May? Is her name called yeah, Jenny? Jenny, Jenny May. Yeah, I think so. She's now pregnant with mm-hmm. Young Jeezy. Yeah. Um, and everyone's talking about the fact that with her first relationship that ended because he wanted kids and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me when I was about, well, up until the end of like. 20 or well, 18-ish I used to not want to have kids I even forgot really? this about myself Yeah And it was because Of how my upbringing was Because mm. I used to basically Take care of my brothers My mum would go to work My pet, my dad would go to work as well um, I've only got brothers So I'd clean I'd like, Yeah uh, oh, Oldest as well uh, Yeah it's a, lot. it's a lot of work So I used to cook clean Pick them up from school wow. um, It was a lot and it was also a lot of sacrifice. So it would be, I know it sounds tiny, but it was like, I couldn't watch. When the sky went, okay, cool. The sky went, it's peak. I couldn't watch my show. I couldn't watch the music videos. Mm. We had to watch Tiny Pop. Mm. We had to, like, it was everything. was my, And I don't resent my brothers for nothing like that mm. because they can't yeah. help that they're not the order they were born in. But even like um, little things of like, oh, I listen to No Shade. And they said, Georgette was on there. And she said that, Again, another thing I completely forgot my dad used to do. Go and stand in the kitchen and watch your mum cook. Go mm. and stand in the kitchen. My dad used to always oh, wow. go and stand in the kitchen. Go, I'll be watching TV with my, with my brothers. Sorry, oh yeah, get up. Go and stand in the kitchen. Uh, well, your brother stands in the kitchen to watch mum well, cook. Stand where? Uh-uh. And I remember saying to my mum, I remember saying, I don't want to have kids. Mm. Like I really don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. But it was, it was honestly... Until I met my boyfriend, I was like, oh no, I really do want to have kids. Mm. And I think that's probably what happened with her. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. She's probably <laughs> come from a Nigerian household. But <laughs> I think it's very possible for people to change their minds because of circumstances and who they're with as well. Yeah. Like, because I saw a lot of people being like, how can she change her mind? That's such a big thing to change her mind about. But I was like, it made me think about what I went through. Mm. Obviously, it's not the same because I'm not married or anything. I don't have a child. So, but it just really made me think about that. Mm. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I actually know someone who is expecting a baby, and he swore that he would, um, mar- now married as well, swore mm. that he would never have a child, mm. and now he's doing up baby registry, wow. really, really happy about it. And I was talking to like a mutual friend about um, the right person, person aligning with the right timing, mm. yeah. and sometimes you could be so sure of something, and then when you meet a certain person. And you're at a certain point in your life where you've gone through certain periods of mm-hmm. growth. Your whole perspective shifts. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes, like, I, when I was younger, I used to be a never person. I was very black and white. And now I am I am a never say never, shades of grey person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot more than I used to be. Because I realized, like, even with me, there are things I was so sure that I was anti. Or things I wouldn't do. Or things I didn't like. And, and now I'm like, okay, you know what? 
yeah, I'm willing to do this or I've done this or I've seen other people do it. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. Mm. I understand that. Um, you just never know. Do you know what you were saying? That? I was like, what kind of things do I have? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you were like, I never... No, do you know what I was young? I didn't understand why people were sucking cock. <laughs> <laughs> I love you just said it so direct. <laughs> oh my God. It's so Not true. Like, oh, I, really, I was like, that's where men wee wee. I was no. so confused. It's, uh, yeah. uh, it's true. We all said it. Even yeah. guys. No, yeah. no, no. Like, really, man? Yeah, they, they, no, uh, men were even worse back. And now people are eating bonbon. <laughs> They've gone from yeah. I'll never touch yeah. the front to yeah. eating the back. Yeah. So go, yeah. Go, yeah, anyway, interesting. Oh but yeah, that's a great example yeah. though, because it's like when you're mm. young, you have certain beliefs mm. and and you're like, oh yeah, no, this is this is bad. I'll never do it. Then you grow up and you're like, mm. Mm. like for example, I went to a Catholic school. So mm. when I was like 11, 12, 13, I was like, oh my god, abortion's so bad. Why would you? Mm. Abortion's so wrong. And then I became an adult, like 18, 19, 20. I was like, wait, mm. no, it's actually there's mm. no issue. But sometimes you just have to grow and then mm. you realize, okay, I understand. Mm. Do you think sometimes in life there's no room to Change or grow Because sometimes it's like You used to think this way This is you mm. I don't even mean this As in you're once racist Once upon a time But I just mean like <laughs> Minus used, the racist Do you know what I mean Like <laughs> used to think that Used to used to be a bit prudish mm. And now you've grown up Because you've grown up yeah. And you've realised mm. life yeah. you've, you've experienced life You've seen different things But sometimes people box you like Oh but you used to be mad prudish Or like It's like mm. It's so There's no room sometimes To Change your way of thinking Sometimes yeah, I do agree. And I think that is heightened, particularly the social media. So like, for example, when I was younger, I was definitely way more prudish, way more prudish, way mm. more judgmental, way mm. more black and white. And I grew up and I became way more liberal, way more understanding, way more patient. Um, but one thing that helped me is that at the point that I was who I was as a younger person, I was not on social media like that, sharing yeah. my worldly views. Mm. But in this day and age where so many people are online and so many people are sharing their perspectives, it does feel like you're not given the grace and the compassion to mm. change because people want to hold you to this impression that they have built in their heads of you. They've put you in a box in their head mm. based on maybe things you've done or said. And there is no room to escape said box. But it, it's unfair because it, it works both ways. Because if you don't give people the grace, they won't give you the grace mm. either. And one thing I do always say is that we are forever growing. We're forever learning. And I mentioned this in my book because mm. when I was writing my book, I said, okay, Tony, you're writing it now at age. Mm. Th I was 31. I'm 32 now. I was writing mm. it when I was 31, 30. Mm. You're, you're 30, 31 now. Um, this is what you believe right now. Based mm. on how much your perspective has changed throughout your life, you may read this book when you're 40 or 50 and be like, ah, I don't know about this chapter, you know? Mm. <laughs> but, ah, I don't know about But it. that's okay because it served a purpose at the time. Yeah, and exactly. also, you don't know who is connecting with that. Do you and, know what I mean? Exactly. And maybe you come out another book at 40 and elaborate yeah, more so on your... Over the last, you know, <laughs> however many years, <laughs> yeah. I've come to understand that this... <laughs> that in the book like my we're forever growing and learning mm. because I think one thing people need to understand is that the version of you that you know now literally exists for a moment in time and it's Oof. right now mm. it's literally right now and the person you are tomorrow will be different mm. like even on it on an intrinsic DNA level you like um, as far as like your cells and the rate of aging like you will be different mm. tomorrow the, who I was 10 minutes ago talking about this podcast <laughs> is very different from who I am going to be in the next 10 minutes yeah. um, and I think people just need to remember that and they also need to remember that um, 
age can often, not always, unfortunately, but it can often bring wisdom, wisdom mm. for observation, wisdom for experience. And sometimes we can see people and we might not agree with their beliefs and, and uh, agree with their perspectives and what they're doing, but then we must also understand, okay, that this presents an opportunity to maybe help them and educate them mm. or at least share our perspective mm. in the hope that they, that may alter their growth in some way that you, you might deem beneficial for the greater good of society. Mm. But yeah, Nas, sometimes the world can be really, really harsh. The world can be really harsh. And that's why like when people are online, for example, trolling people left, right, center for, for things they did years ago, I might read it. I might, I might, I'll say, oh, this is really bad. Mm. This, is, oh, this, <laughs> this is, is bad. In my mind, I'm thinking this is disgusting. Mm. Me, I was not writing that at that age. Yeah. But at the same time, I also went engage in public mm. lambasting. Yeah. Because mm. I'll still think, ah, come now. Me too, I had my own. Like, mm. people change. This mm. person, let, just because it was bad doesn't mean it's impossible for them to have changed. Yeah. Mm. What I need to be asking myself is, did they demonstrate behaviors that reflect this recently yeah, yeah. recently yeah. and if they didn't let me try and be compassionate ah mm. me i'll still hate hate, hate what you wrote mm. but i think ah let me show them grace mm. do you know what sorry i'm peeking again <laughs> justin trudeau is that his name yeah the canadian president <laughs> how many blackface have you done uh, uh, but there's also but there's also fool me once shame on you fool me twice fool me three. there's also like levels oh, like there's levels you do something, you say but, something once. But it's the fact he said, I don't know how many pictures they're going to put. That means imagine? he was doing no, no, no. blackface yeah. every weekend. He wasn't lying. At least he told the truth in that. Mm. And also, <laughs> how many more is coming? There's also context because there's levels. Yeah. So, like someone could do something awful, right? Yeah. Oh, I've changed. But if it's awful, awful, like come now, you have to, mm. uh, justice needs to be yeah, served. Yeah, yeah. But then context in regards to like, okay, when you were doing these things, were you, were you 15 or were you 25? Mm. Yeah. Okay. But were, you, were you 12 or were you 32? Yeah, <laughs> because but, then it's like I could give more grace if someone is like very very young. But yeah. if they're doing mad things yeah. as an as an adult, you do look at them differently. Yeah, you do look at them differently. Yeah, but Justin, damn, what was going on? Yeah, no, 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 that's very wild. <laughs> My goodness, very wild. And he's, he's even <laughs> smiling in the photos. What, what did black people do to you? <laughs> God damn oh, it! <laughs> Let's talk about high life. Oh, yeah. You guys yeah, must yeah. have seen on Channel 4, launched on the day of, what was it called again? Black, Black, Black to Front. Front. Yeah. Black to Front. Mm. Yes. Uh, High Life is a reality TV show following successful Nigerians and Ghanaians. Am I right in Ghanaians? Nigerians and Ghanaians. And then Camille, who, who is Jamaican Cuban, my brother's wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's Cuban as well. Jamaican and Cuban. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really amazing seeing different types of people, seeing what they go through. And Tony's on there. Um, we were briefly introduced to you on episode, was it three? Episode three. Yeah. Episode three. It was really good because we saw you being like a really lovely um, sister-in-law to, uh, uh, what's her name again? Camille. Camille. And it was really nice because you're watching it. Like, I, I, the way I watch it, I was like, pretend you don't know who Tony is. Like, pretend <laughs> you don't, you. And I was, like, I was like, oh my God, imagine I have a sister-in-law like that. That's so mm. cute. And like, the way like you were speaking, like, just speaking life into her. Like the way, even at the table, I, I could see you being like the eldest daughter, like that vibe. It was really cute, man. Also oh, your family, very beautiful you. and very encouraging. Yeah. Wow. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, your much. family are like very, very lovely and mm. welcoming. Um, like, yeah, Camille was very, very yeah. lucky. Ah, she's a gorgeous girl. <laughs> yeah. Everything was just making sense. Like when I was watching mm. it, I was like, I don't want to put goals on people because it's too much pressure, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, we're lucky as well because Camille mm. has an amazing family. Like, you don't get to see loads of her family on there, but you've seen mm. her mum briefly. Yeah. Oh, her mum's so lovely. And honestly, like, her parents are amazing. Mm. Her, her stepdad is amazing. Mm. Her siblings are so warm and welcoming. Like, and my mum and I always joke, we say, like, we could have never, like, if we had to pick a woman for him, we couldn't have picked a better, wow. a better woman. She's so she's beautiful. that amazing. And, mm. and I'm I'm really touched that people are loving it and loving my family. One thing I always do say, because people, the other day I was at a dinner party and, and someone asked, oh, what's the best thing about being you? And whenever I think about my life and like the happiest parts of my life or my favorite thing about my life, it mm. always goes back to my family. Mm. And don't get it twisted. Uh-uh, we've dealt with Wahala in the past. Mm. We still deal with Wahala. Yeah. It's not always like mm. sugar and spice and everything nice. Like sometimes like it's arms out. But I think mm. one thing I love about my family is that like um, nothing is off limits when it comes to discussion. We discuss everything. Mm. And my parents, um, my parents do not behave as if they're reflections of perfection and they are willing to listen and learn from us. And I really, really appreciate that because when they do mess up, because they do, they're not perfect. We mm. can be like, yo, mom, dad, you shouldn't have said mm. this. You shouldn't have done, mm. she shouldn't have done done this but it's nice to be able to share something like high life mm. with them no it's really good like even like um i get the whole perfection thing because you must be seeing people be like, oh my god my family's girls in fact ah, we, we also have our own uh, too yeah. but like <laughs> even your dad saying you know i wrote a letter to you one mm. you kind of elaborated that more in your book mm. about um where that whole letter thing came from so guys go by the book um <laughs> but it really made me think okay so of course there's a difference between everyone having their issues, but there's also a difference in dealing with it as well. Yeah. So it seems like your parents are very much like, okay, we really care about our kids' feelings. Because, I don't know, I don't see my... Not to compare, sorry, Dad, but I don't see... <laughs> <You're> writing, <laughs> I don't see writing books. But I can't lie, my parents, I've seen, I've seen the changes in them. I That's see them uh, taking more of an effort to like tell me they love me and stuff. Mm. And even like huggings, and I'm like, they never used to... It wasn't, we weren't really yeah. a hugging family when I was younger. Mm. I'm quite awkward with hugs. So when my parents hug me, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, mm. now it's awkward. Like, but now I'm going to do it because, you know, life is too short. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, watching that really made me think, okay, let me take on some of these learnings for when I have my own mm. family. Mm. I'm glad I could do that because part of the reason why I wanted to get involved in high life was exactly that mm. because um, it was like, if there's one thing I'm going to get out of the show, I want it to be the opportunity to like change the narrative and change perspective and show people that there, there are so many different sides like black people are not monolithic. There are so many different mm. sides to mm. the black family, to, to, to black love as well. Like I remember saying to like Tommy and Camille, like this is a fantastic opportunity for you to show young married mm, couples yeah. because there's a lot of black couples. Yeah. Absolutely. But in the, I don't know what's happening, but people, mm. are, there's a lot of like, I want to touch your opinion on this actually. Surrounding yeah. marriage. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And it's like seeing a, a mm. black man embrace marriage, mm. love marriage, want to be married. Yes. Like, ah, Tommy, yeah. You have yes. a duty to, to show yeah. this because this is you, who, this is you, you're living this. Yeah. And people need to see that it exists. And I wanted women to see that someone like my brother exists. Mm. And it also helps mm. me because I think, ah, when my brother is, is doing proposal <laughs> after yeah. one year yeah. and my brother is like 10 toes in mm. why now should I like mm. settle for someone who who uh, wants to like play me around mm. or doesn't want to commit to like a lifelong mm -hmm. uh, yeah. companionship if that's what I want the way so, the way they talk about each other as well lovely yeah, yeah lovely love to see that on screen yeah I can imagine yeah my gosh um so how was the filming process the filming, pro the filming process was cool there was it was uh intense at times mm. because like just letting people into 
your life mm. on such an intimate level. Mm. So me, I was even scared about me because it's like, ah, I've been on Twitter, I've been trolled, I've been this, I've been that. It's like, say what you want to say, it's okay. But again, me being protective, I was like, oh, my parents, I don't mm. want anything to say anything bad about them. I don't want anything to say any, anyone to say anything bad about my siblings. Like mm. I was just really, really worried about that. So that was quite odd. And then I guess it was kind of awkward because um, you, you're like, doing normal things and then there's a camera like right yeah. so you have to like you have to just kind of ease yourself into it after about 15-20 minutes you forget yeah I was gonna you, say like sometimes you look at the camera yeah. and you're like, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely you definitely forget because there were moments like looking back at the show when I watched it I was like oh my god I even forget I said certain things yeah my brother said certain things or just being vulnerable because you forget the cameras are there mm. um but I really enjoyed the fact that I was able to like um Meet the other cast members. There were some that I knew already, so yeah. like Irene and I, friends, and I've worked with Benicia before. Um, but I never, um, I'd known Copy, mm. never met her. So it was nice to meet her, nice to meet Kid, and I'd known mm. of Chiefa, never met him. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to, nice to meet him. Um, but yeah, like it was, yeah, intense sometimes. Uh, out like filming for hours in the day and it's crazy because I filmed so much mm. um, and everyone filmed so much but they only use such a small yeah, what? I need I need a full episode on you uh, I don't know what's going on <laughs> I filmed a, a, like there was like some scenes that have been like dropped out mm. but I think it's because um, in Channel 4's defence they where it's like docuality so there's documentary elements but it's reality as well mm, at the end yeah. of the day they want storylines and storylines that they they assume people like. They're assuming wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're assuming. I want to see Tony. I want to see her talking. I want a full day. Oh, talk you. me through the skincare. Sis. Do that. I want that. Hilarious. Because, for example, you're showing me copy and kid. I don't care. Like, I love them individually. You're showing me the wrong thing. You know what? There is so much more to copy and so much more to kid <sighs> than their, um, yeah, than their fallout. I, I agree. The I thing agree. is, I think they want to show, may, I could be wrong, but I think they want to show copy as like this humble, rich. No, show me the pink <laughs> Lamborghini. <laughs> show me her dad. Show me show, the flex. Show me her sister, Mr. Easy. I want to see everything. Show me it all. That's what, I, that's what we're coming for the high life. Don't show me, oh, copy is now all humbled and saying, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't what I came here to see. <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. Like, I feel like, and, and because of that, because of their, whatever their riff is happening, it's taking more, I could be wrong because more episodes to come, but it's taking more of the story. Like, I want to see more of you. I want to see, even with your brother and, and his missus, like, I was like, so I'm not going to see all the wedding. Now you've gone back to Kid and Copy. I, I and she's thrown what size his face. <laughs> I yeah, I do wish it was more episodes so we could have done some storylines mm. more justice. Like for example, like Irene's storyline is so important. Oh yeah, and yes. Irene shot a lot that wasn't included oh, as far as God. like her meetings with doctors and discussions mm. and things like that. And and yeah, I would have loved to show like my relationship with my mum mm. on a, on another level and my relationship with my dad and also to, to see more of that like sibling relationship I have with them. But uh, again, I guess like. I guess in my mind, what I love watching when I watch TV mm. is like meaningful, mm -hmm. deep content. But then TV is entertainment for a lot of people. Yeah, and they want to see, they want to see like Mess action. Yeah. They want to see, they want to see excitement. They want to mm. see weddings. They want to see fallouts. They want to see this. They want to see that. So I guess like storylines were probably prioritized according to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think maybe if, if we did a season that was a little longer, then we could have had, because I think there's definitely a place for like the copy and kids storyline. Mm -hmm. I think like, 
that's like friendship fall, fallouts are important yeah. to see. But I would have loved to see a bit more about other, like for example, like Chifa, there's, I, I won't, I don't know if they're showing this in, in episode four, so I won't say, but there's stuff about him, personal things about him that I think are really, really important mm. that people haven't had the opportunity to see. But um, again, it's like everything is kind of like trial and error. So yeah. Season one, hopefully Channel 4 will read tweets and see. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think, is there season two on the card? Um, is there a season two? I think it's just dependent on like budget really and whether mm. like who wants to pick it up. Mm. Um. Would I get involved in a season two? Yeah. Like I would, I'd be happy mm. as my, like my, when I say me, I mean my family. Yeah. yeah. So as long as they're doing it. Yeah. Cool. And I think it's uh, again, important to keep showing like mm. the way the family, the, the way the family works and just showing black families on TV. Um, but whether there's a, a season two, I don't know. Mm. I, I guess we have to wait and see. Channel four, shine your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to, we'll yeah. have to wait and see. But it was, yeah, no, it was a, definitely an mm. interesting process. Mm. Mm. Um, you mentioned about um, like not knowing what's going on in the dating scene. We were just talking about this on the podcast we were on before, Milf and Honey, about like the the dating scene in the UK, particularly in London, mm. and how poor it is. <laughs> Why do you have any theories? Do I have any theories? Um, I think there are just a lot of people who are scared of being hurt. Mm. Well, that's all it is. I think ultimately it's just a lot of very frightened people and everyone is too scared to admit that they're scared. Mm. And so that manifests in different ways. That manifests in, I don't need anybody. That manifests in, oh, girls are only good for X, Y, Z. That manifests in, um, all men are trash. That That manifests in different ways, right? And I think London in particular is probably quite heightened because although there are lots and lots and lots of people in mm. this city, mm. it's very condensed and everyone is on top of each other in the yeah. sense that like, <clears throat> especially in the black community, it's almost yeah. like, you know, six degrees of separation, yeah. like two mm. degrees yeah. of separation, 100%, right? Yeah. And then I think that also adds a bit of scare mm. uh, to the situation because in them, in everyone's mind, they're thinking, ah, this person knows this person and I want to date this person. But they were also linked to this person. And what would this person say? And I think there's a lot of people uh, worrying about external perception Mm. when it comes to dating. What would my boy say? What would this girl say? Mm. And oh, this person, this person, are they friends? And and I think that doesn't help either. And then I also think that, um, unfortunately, with 50% of marriages ending in divorce, roughly 50%, Mm. There are a lot of people that have not seen a happy home. Mm. And even in the marriages that did not end in divorce, people have grown up in two-parent households where they hated each other or they barely interacted. There was Mm. barely any affection. Mm. And so what is happening is that, not to blame parents, but um, like parents do have a role to a degree, Mm. is that people have grown up seeing certain types of relationships that maybe weren't the most positive. And they have said, ah, if this is what marriage is, I don't want it. Mm. Or, ah, if this could happen, if divorce can happen, I don't want it. And like, there's a book I've uh, read called Attached. And it's, um, oh, who wrote it again? I always forget authors' names, which is terrible. Um, I forgot the author's name. It's a a man by the, ah, sorry. It's called Attached. (laughs) But I think there's there's one attached. So if you Google Mm. it, you'll find it. And it's basically about attachment theory and how our uh, 
adult relationships are a product of our childhood caregiver relationships. Mm. And it breaks down like the different attachment styles. So secure attachment being the secure one that everyone mm. should want to aim towards. Then you have anxious and you have avoidant slash dismissive. So you have the people who are like anxious, like, oh, I really want love. Oh, I want someone. Why doesn't he want me? Why doesn't she want me? Uh, uh, love, love, love. Oh my God, I'm going to die alone. I'm so scared. And then you have the people who are avoidant dismissive who are like, I don't need anyone. I'm independent. F love, da, 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 whatever. It is mm. what it is. And they don't want to embrace feelings. And mm. the majority of people in the world are not secure. Mm. That yeah. is the fact. Yeah. The majority of people are avoidant or anxious. Mm. And then that feeds into how we navigate relationships. And it, it becomes a vicious cycle because as an anxious or an avoidant person, for example, you get into a relationship and maybe even you get into a relationship with someone who is more secure than anything else. Mm. But because of the way you mishandle the relationship, because of your own childhood. You turn them into an anxious person. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And so we, and and the dating, one thing uh, that's in the book, that is outlined in the book, and I thought, oh my God, this is so true. I've never thought about this before. It was basically about dating being rough because in the dating scene, the majority of people are avoidant. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because Avoidance, <clears throat> avoid relationships. So they are perpetually single. Mm. So when it comes to looking for someone to date, ah, a lot of the secure people, they're in relationships. Mm -hmm. And even the anxious people, a lot of them are in relationships because they want love so desperately. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll get with other anxious people or other secure people mm. or maybe even avoidant dismissive people sometimes. But they tend to be, in, they, they're the serial relationshipers, mm. right? Yeah. But then they're, the people left Majority of people in the dating pool are the avoidant dismissive. I've been hurt. I do not yeah. want to be hurt again. I do not want to let any other people in. So yeah, we have a lot to we have a lot to tackle. We have a lot to tackle. But I think the first step is just like admitting that you want love. Mm. I think that's the first step. I think a lot of um, men and women need to admit that actually I want to find someone I can share my life mm. with. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and being willing to reciprocate energy. I think sadly what I've I've come to like learn is that there are a lot of people that want this. It's not even give and take. It's a lot of take, 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 take. Yeah. I need someone who can do this, 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 this meal. I need someone who can do a lot, but <laughs> best believe I'm going to give a lot because yeah. I, like, I always give 110%. But there are a lot of people that think that being in a relationship is not a mutually beneficial thing that, um, that, they are the prize and they're the prize alone. Mm. Me, I'm the prize, but why am I dating a man that's not also a prize, a prize yeah. man, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a jungle out here. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. The streets is not mm. mad. The streets but is what's, wild. What's it like being single? Because I know um, you were saying it on your stories the other day that you feel like you've grown a lot. Like, talk, I talk have. about that. Well, see, it depends on... on everyone's, everyone's situation is different and it mm. depends on the reason for being single. And I'm not going to pretend like I have struggled with relationships mm. because I have not in the sense that I've never felt like, oh, I'm really struggling to find someone or mm. meet people. Like I, I haven't, um, I've been in quite, it's been the opposite actually. Mm. So this year I'm single, but I'm actively single celibate by choice. I haven't been on a single day. She said the DMs are loading. <laughs> <laughs> Celibate by choice, not dating, not seeing anyone, mm. not trying to engage in any kind of romantic, anything with anyone. And I actually made that decision because I have such a long relationship history as far as years. Mm. So I was in a relationship for uh, two years from the ages of 16 to 18, mm. then four years from 18 to 21, oh, then wow. almost seven years on and off. So six and a half years on and off from like 
23 to like 30 then one year at like 31 mm-hmm. um so I said ah, I need a rest. yeah you need a break mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a break like I had like a two-year break in between but it wasn't enough and so um I was in a relationship like last year and I ended that he was lovely mm-hmm. and this is why I say I'm quite blessed because like that relationship was good the one I was in before that that was quite long like we're still good friends like oh, everything wow. everything is cool but um I said to myself I I needed to focus on me. I wanted to be selfish without feeling guilty. And I think in relationships, people think that you do not compromise at all. No, you don't compromise on your self-value and your self-worth and your self-beliefs, but you definitely compromise when it comes to time management. You compromise when it comes to making joint decisions. And for me, I was like, okay, career's going well. Life is feeling lit. For for once in my life, I don't want to have to compromise. I want to be so selfish. So I was like, 2021, I'm going to be single. And actively single, like not talking to anyone, mm. no nothing, and just focus on me. And it is literally 2021 has been such an amazing year for me. Moved into like my first apartment. Obviously, I'm on the show. Mm. My book is coming out. And I just wanted to focus all my energy on my career. Um, but yeah, I, I guess again, like I say this with the acknowledgement that I'm not gonna pretend that my relationship and dating experiences have been t- as terrible as say, like people I know or 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 friends that mm. I've had because I've had friends who like hate being single because they're often single and they talk to people and it blows up in their face and mm. it's really horrible and I've had like a really toxic relationship when I was in university but for the most part I've had quite pleasant experiences mm. and I've been quite lucky in that sense so the fact that we have to say that we've been lucky to Ugh, I know so, it's yeah. mad isn't it like, yeah. even when you said that you're friends with your exes, I was like, right, man, that's, that's <laughs> a rarity. Lucky. But, like, why is that lucky? It's because, like, a lot of us are in, have experienced toxic relationships. Yeah. It's like, you, you, you can't escape it. It's like, like, even when you friend, your friends talk to you, oh, they've seen someone and they say, oh, and you're thinking, I don't know if you should be behaving like that. It's just like, it's everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. And that's part of the reason why I also wrote the book, because... Sadly, there are a lot of toxic people everywhere. And sometimes we won't, we won't always avoid them, but there are certain things, steps we can take to like, um, to, to safeguard ourselves mm. to the best of our capability. And don't get me wrong, you can meet someone and think, oh, the nicest pie, but mm. I wouldn't melt. And then you commit to them and they completely change. Like yeah. that happens. And I've yeah. definitely been through that. Um, but I think as, as women in particular, like we need to stop approaching relationships with this view that we need to like audition for the, uh, especially as like uh, heterosexual women, mm. audition for like men's affection and adoration. Yeah. Because when we approach relationships like that, then they become very unbalanced because it's us doing majority of the giving. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when that happens, um, you're you're in this dynamic where the other person could take full advantage of you. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not helpful and it does you a disservice. Um, so I think it's really, really important for us as women to, to, um, understand that when we go into relationships, we must consider what that man is bringing mm. to the table as far as like how he treats other people. Mm. Is he respectful towards towards people that can do nothing for him? How does he speak about other women? Um, does he, little things, does he listen to you? Like mm. in my book, I write about like um, looking out for green flags yeah, yeah, more yeah. than necessarily like focusing on the red ones. Because when we when we focus on the red ones, we, we go into this like trauma response mm. of like danger, danger. Uh, oh my God, let me just look. I just see badness everywhere. Everyone's bad. Mm. But it's really like, no, let me look for the guy that I feel like is, is good. 
who mm. is behaving in a way that I think is reflective of the kind of person I want to be mm. with. Now, that doesn't mean they're necessarily perfect, um, but at least someone who compliments you. But then also, like, I think, um, I think uh, men and women who are somewhat toxic in relationships, if you will, without overusing that word, mm. They have a. They also have a responsibility because it's not every day put the onus on someone else to safeguard themselves. Uh, sometimes, mm. like recognize that I am failing uh, when I enter relationships in this way because of this reason. What can I do to target that and combat that? And one thing I love about what you said, Vic, is you talked about therapy. And I remember you tweeted the other day, I, I believe, mm. about therapy being so good, and you're so mm. glad you started. And I love that. And and while therapy is a luxury because it's not cheap, mm. I think it's so important for young people to take an active effort at bettering themselves mm. and understanding the areas they struggle in um, as much as they can um, before and while being in a relationship. Like, and that's one thing they haven't shown on the show, for example, is like Tommy and Camille, my brother and his wife, they went to premarital counseling. Oh, we need to see oh, that. Wow. They didn't show yeah. that. That was recorded, but for mm. whatever reason, it was, it mm. was uh, not included. But things like that, it's like, even when it's good, still go yeah. still mm. try and find out why you are the way you are mm. why the other person is the way they are and how mm. you can work in a relationship yeah. and, and have a, a peaceful peaceful union but yeah it's it's sad that we 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 make out like it's oh yeah we're so we're so lucky to have had good experiences because a lot of people have had negative mm-hmm. experience yeah it, but it's because a lot of people are just going into relationships scared and no one wants to fully like give 110 percent because it's like oh i'm so scared what if this what if that everyone's mm. thinking about the what ifs and one thing i like to do in relationships like me innocent until proven guilty mm. even if i've heard Ah, this or he's you're this good or you're a bad demon. <laughs> nah, innocent. I'm, do you know why? Because it's like if I approach relationships guilty until proving innocent, then from oh guilty until pro- I thought you meant sorry. I thought you meant innocent until you you see. More, sorry, I got yeah, you confused. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So innocent okay, until yeah, yeah. Pro- or unless proving guilty, mm-hmm. not until unless. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is like we talked about grace and compassion, like giving people the opportunity to present themselves mm. to me. Oh, absolutely. And for me to yeah. make solid judgments about them mm. and not fretting about things that are out of my control. Like, for example, but I, I'm not like the most anxious partner, to be fair, mm. but um, I know people who are like, oh, no, he's out. What if this? 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 What if? Mm. You can't, these things you can't prove. Yeah, you who, can't. You can't yeah, prove who's yeah, in his exactly. DMs. You can't prove mm. whether he's talking to X, Y. You can't prove this. So, mm. Unless information lands on your lap or you see something or you feel or you are made to feel uncomfortable, feel yeah. like rest. Mm. Just enjoy, learn to enjoy mm. relationships. With your exes, have they been good guys or have they been bad guys? And when I say bad, not cheating, but like the, actually, maybe cheating, but like the, the kind of like the cool guy, the, the. Oh, okay. We're talking about bad or cool. What, how do I describe this guy? But like. You know those guys that it's like every, he, you're in a function, everyone knows his name. Every- oh yeah, I definitely yeah, <laughs> I definitely have one of those exes. Mm. I definitely have one of those exes. But I guess um, one thing that probably made our relationship easier to deal with is the the, trans- the transition to him being a cool guy or the guy mm. happened while I was with him. Okay, so it's not like oh yo, I met him, you, yeah. you're you're the hot boy on campus, mm. and then I meet you like that. Even if I do meet you, ah. Uh-uh, yeah. Me too, I'm, I'm a hot girl. Exactly. Hot boy, hot girl, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, even if I do meet someone who's doing really well, who's really well known, that doesn't really bother me because equally, I know people see me and they're like, oh my God, she's too hyper visible. I don't like that. And I'm like, ah, I, I, I want to give someone the, mm, the grace that I yeah, wish people yeah. gave me. Mm. So um, I do have a, an ex that 
is definitely like that. Like mm. he, he's in the mix. He's mm. in the mix. A lot of people mm. know him. He um, has one of those jobs that that call for it. Mm. Knows a lot of celebrities, but um, yeah, I, again, like that doesn't really bother me. And even at the height of it, I wasn't really like bothered because my main thing is that all that stuff is smoke and mirrors, really. Mm. At the end of the day, how are you with me and your family? Like mm-hmm. your brothers, your sisters, like mm-hmm. your immediate family. That's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And the people that see you and love you because you're doing this, you're doing that, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. you. I've seen you through the come up. I've seen you at your best, at your worst. Mm-hmm. I know you for who you are. And even if I didn't, I wasn't there for the come up, there's a different dynamic when you're in a relationship with yeah. someone because you mm-hmm. know them for who they truly are on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to learn to separate the smoke and mirrors. And one thing I've always said, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, I hate, you know, guys that are too friendly. Every, I don't like guys that are too pretty. Me, please all love my man, like him. <laughs> wow. Whatever. My thing is this, yeah. It, why should I be with a man that no women want, right? Mm. Why should I be and not with just a that, man that, I wanna, that nobody likes? I want to see how you react when you're getting all the attention yeah. in the world. Because mm. how thing, are you behaving? One thing I've always said is you cannot control mm. who is trying to get with your partner and talk yeah, to your partner. Yeah. And, and even that, you shouldn't even care about that. What you should care about is how your partner responds yeah. to it. Mm. So me, let one million women slide mm. in your DMs. My issue is if you, <laughs> my issue is if you reply to that one, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't, so for me, it's like, I want to be with a guy that women see and think, I want a mm. man like that. Mm. I, I want to be with someone that, that, is alluring to other people because mm. it's it's a reflection of them as a per like maybe they're a nice person maybe mm. they're a lovely person maybe they're an ambitious person whatever mm. it is I don't want to be with someone that nobody likes that nobody, that's a reflection and when of- I say nobody likes I mean as in nobody wants to be around as in when they come people are like oh but like hmm. I, I mean you know when it's hometown your man's doing meet and greet as in like he's <laughs> He's like hugging up people, being like, he's greeting all the girls, like giving everybody a hug. Like, are you fucking teddy bear? Like, why is that your job? That's it's time to go home. That's stinky to me. What the fuck? I saw someone That's on Twitter call them the town hugger. Oh my God. Why? Not... Is everybody queuing yeah. up? You know what? You know, what? there's, there's, with that said, obviously context, because there's still boundaries. Mm. And you, you don't want to be with a guy that's like, oh, just every everyone gets a kiss on the cheek. Everyone gets no. a, a long, warm hug. There mm. are still boundaries. So you behave in a way that doesn't make your partner feel uncomfortable. And if your mm. partner is feeling uncomfortable, then you've crossed a boundary that Definitely. you obviously need to discuss, mm-hmm. right? But providing I don't feel uncomfortable, I'm cool. Mm. And I want people... I want a lot of people to like you. And I've never, you know, some people that they like a mean guy. I I get that. I I totally get that. But I don't want to be with the guy that people think he's standoff. I want to be with the guy that people talk about him. They're like, oh, he's so nice. He's so nice. He's so lovely. I really like him. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's what's important to me. But it's like you said, how he reacts to Mm. all that. Mm. I don't care about everyone else, but how do you handle that? Mm. Do you get lost in the source? Yeah. Or do you maintain your respect for me? It seems like even though you're so happy visible and you have like so much going around, I still feel like you have that core value of it's me and you. And that's how it works. And like, because I think sometimes a lot of people have this perception of, but what does it look like on the outside world? Mm. How do we look like together to be in people's faces? Uh, what do people think? Um, does our picture go viral? We're going to be on Bella Niger. Like it feels <laughs> to me like you got, you, the way you think about everything is a bit more intra- Personal, do you know what I mean? Like it's like how's it affecting my well-being rather than how it is on the outside. And how is that? Because it must be quite hard even doing anything because people must be thinking, pe- pe- people have an opinion on everything you do. How yeah, is that? Literally. 
Um, I think what really helps me is having such a strong core network and such a supportive family mm. because like it sounds harsh, but if you're not them, I don't care. Mm. Literally, I don't care. As long as these people are effing with me, they're down for me and they agree with the way I live my life and they're yeah. supportive of that. That's all I care about. Like everyone else has an opinion. Okay, you don't affect my life. Mm. Like you, I don't, I don't come to you for help. You're not a shoulder to lean on. You're not there in my dark days. Mm. Like you're yapping, yapping and talking from there. But who are you? Do mm. I even know you? Like, I don't <laughs> care. Um, so I think it helps that I'm able to compartmentalize between like the people who add value to my life and the people that do not add value. And then it's like opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Mm. And I sometimes I joke, I joke with my sister. Like my sister will say, oh, how can you handle this? I said, I'm, bu- I'm built for this. I'm built for this because wow. I understand that people will always have something to say and the negative voices are always the loudest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if you want to get anywhere in life and you want to do anything that elevates you or anything that goes down in history or anything that forms legacy or anything that is significant or you want any type of accolade, mm. you have to understand that you will not please everybody. Yeah. And you have to learn to appreciate the people in your life who truly matter and learn to separate them from those who don't impact your life. Because you'll go crazy. Mm. Because you, and one small tweet, someone's cussing you, you'll go mad. Oh, you'll be so upset. And you just, you just, and the thing <laughs> is like a lot of, no, but it's mm. true. And you'll be, I remember like when I used to let things affect mm. me, I'll be, oh my God, why does this person do not like me? Nah, okay, you don't like me. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then this person likes me. And so mm. like, yeah. I don't care. So I think um, if you want to get anywhere in life, you it's you, you the, the, the bad stuff will always affect you. Don't get me wrong. It'll always affect you. Like I'm not immune to it, but you need to grow a thick skin and you need to not let people's negativity get to you because more often than not from experience, the bad comments, a lot of the time they come from a place of envy, of bitterness, of seeing someone live out their dream mm. and feeling like, why them, not me? Why, oh, or being yeah, yeah. resentful about their job. Oh, podcasting is so easy. Why do oh influencers? Oh, writing it is so easy. What if it's so easy? Oh, come on, do it, please. Yeah. And just stop yapping and let everyone rest. Like if it's <laughs> so easy, do yeah, it, it right? So it comes from a, a place of, of bitterness. Sometimes people will give you critique and it's warranted. I've had mm. critique before. Like when I first started my Twitter journey, I might write something and I don't write it in the most euphemistic or PC way. Mm. Someone will call me out and me. One thing I'm not is too proud. Mm. I'm not one of these people. I'll leave tweet there for, for 72 hours and let, <laughs> let everyone be quote tweeting it. I'll, I'll delete it. I'll say, mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I wrote this. Yeah, I've just deleted yeah. it because someone told me that this was, in a, or I said mm. this in the wrong way. Mm. So I think like it comes with being, you need to be able to admit your failings. You need to be, a, be able to apologize when you're wrong. Compartmentalize. Understand who's for you and who's not for, for you. And mm. just like have tunnel vision. Mm. Because if you do not have tunnel vision, You'll get distracted. You won't reach your goals if you let every sideways comment affect you. And me, I use it as fuel. All these people that were cussing me mm. when I started, I, I still think about them. And I just smile in my bed, like, I smile in my apartment, yeah. like, ah, come on, see me now. Because of, wow. me, because of you, I even pushed myself. Wow. I remember one time, one lady was like, oh, here she goes again. And I'll never forget that tweet. And she basically told me, shut up, never write again. I said, wow. oh, because of gosh. you, I'll write longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I'll write threads for days. Yeah. And um, I just use it as like motivation as opposed to something mm. that will break yeah, me. Yeah. So I guess that's the main thing. No, that's it. It's tough. Tough, man, but you, yeah, yeah, you just have to form a form a mm. thick skin, or you crumble. Yeah. In this industry, you'll crumble. Yeah. But the, how? Ugh, I wish we had more time. But like, it's just I really admire the um, the thick skin you have because mm. like I I 
crumble quickly. And I'll just be like, well, I guess that's not for me. Or I don't, I don't think I go after big things because I'm worried what people think. Mm. Like I'm worried. Oh, like for example, I think I want to write a book, but I think I want it to be a funny novel. I but guess. then I'm like, first of all, people are going to be like, why the fuck is she writing a book? She's not funny. Or why the fuck is she writing a book? She ain't going to write an experience. But, and I, then I start to think, why am I, where are all these voices coming from? It's just the devil. Mm. It's the devil trying to push me away from a goal. But also I need to, I need to get to, I've gotten to a place in life where it's kind of like, if I want to do something, it makes me happy, I'll do it. I have to, I owe it to myself. In fact, yeah. I owe it to myself to live out dreams. But sometimes there's all, then there's also the nervousness of, what if people don't like it? What if it performs really badly? There's all that kind of stuff. You only have one life to live. Mm. And people, not to be morbid, but on their deathbed, they don't regret the things they did as much as they regret the things they didn't do, mm. right? It's mm. always, I wish I did this more. I wish I did that mm. more. I wish I... And I think like there's the realization that you only have one life to live. And also understanding that society often encourages us to chase perfection when we're putting anything out, especially as creatives. Yep. Definitely. But perfection eradicates authenticity, mm. right? And there's never a right time to do anything. People say, oh, the right time, I want to have to do this. Yeah, I want to do it a perfect time. No, there's always something wrong with that time, right? Yeah. There's always another time that may be better. Mm. But sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and say, I'm going to do it. And, and with feedback, I totally get you because I remember when I was putting like Instagram videos out and I'd be like, oh God, what if people hate this video or people hate this or people hate that. But then you have to ask yourself, what am I in this for? What am I doing mm. this for? Because one thing about what I do, the accolades are great. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not doing it for people to clap and share and like and love. I'm doing it because in that moment, the thought came to me and I believed what I was writing mm. and it resonated with me. And I felt like I was going to help someone by sharing mm. it. And that kept me going because it's like, even like through writing things and in the beginning, some things would not get shared. I wasn't getting retweets. Mm. My things weren't going viral. I didn't stop writing mm. because I wasn't seeing feedback or I wasn't seeing vanity metrics. I kept writing because I felt like this is making me feel good. Mm. I'm passionate about this. I feel like it could help people. Let me keep going. So I think like my advice to you, Vic, would be write your book, but don't write it with the view that I'm writing it because I want people to like it. Mm. If it's a book and it's going to be a funny book, write the book that will make you laugh. Yeah, that's probably one. Yeah. Write the book mm. that will make you happy, that will mm. make you enjoy reading it. Mm. And you're not, think about like, I'm not writing it for anyone else. I'm writing it for me mm. in the hope that anyone who's like me Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's how I feel about the pod. <clears throat> like when we do it, and like, you know, we've said before, like some people give us feedback, and they're like, if you change it, you get more followers. But we're doing it for people like us. Mm. And there's a lot of people like us by the number shell, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Award winners, and you know, yeah. light stunt. Um, but yeah, we really we appreciate did. you. <laughs> Really, really appreciate you coming on. Like, thank really, you for really, thank you. Yeah. What you do is amazing. Oh, I thank feel you like, so thank yeah, you. just like keep going and mm. just like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And there's definitely like space for you, room for you. And I mean, mm. you, you've seen it. You've seen people mm. like appreciating what you do mm. and showing what you do and winning, winning awards, getting the accolades. Yeah. But just yeah, just keep going because we need more voices like yours. Definitely. Thank you, man. Thank you really so much. It. Before we go, um, can you tell us when the book is coming out, yes. where people can find it and where sure. they can find you? So the book is out October 14th. Yeah. Um, you can find it in all key bookstores. So WH Smith. Oh, can you tell, to, um, say the name, please. I don't think we said it enough. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So the book is called I Wish I Knew This Earlier. Yeah. It's out on the 14th of October. You can find it in like uh, 
Um, WH Smith, Foils, Waterstones, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Basically, if they sell books, mm-hmm. there's a good chance it'll <laughs> yeah. be there. Um, yeah, so please let me know what you think about it if you do get it. Mm-hmm. You can actually pre-order it now from Amazon, uh, Amazon, you know, from Amazon, <laughs> Waterstones, and mm-hmm. WH Smith. So it will arrive ASAP. But I'd, I'm so interested to, mm-hmm. to find out what. what and you have thinks. your. Um... You have a, a show on the 16th of October? Yeah, well, not anymore. Oh, no. It was meant to go ahead on the 16th, but they had to cancel it. Oh, no. But I'm hoping to reorganize okay. something else. Yeah, oh, because I was, was going to get tickets, but I'm, I'm getting my hair done. <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> I know, important. I know it sounds crazy, no, no. but it's because ah, we have our live show the next day, so it's like, I can't leave this house. Yeah. I have to. No, you you got to sort it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to rearrange something. I'm going to rearrange something because I love to like meet people mm. and speak. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that they had to reschedule because um, the book comes out on the 14th. I want to mm. give people time to, to read, read it. Yeah, and I sure. want to meet them once they've read it mm. as opposed to meeting them off the back of like social yeah. media. So yeah, we'll That'll see. That'd be amazing. Exciting right, times. Let's... Don't forget to buy the book. We out. Yeah. Catch us at Black Girls Living on Twitter and Instagram. My account is jazz underscore BW on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Victoria Shanusi on Twitter and Vic, Vic what? And Vic Shanusi <laughs> on uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, that's where we be. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>